Are you easily distracted? Are you finding yourself losing focus on what's more important? In this video, I'm going to give you 10 ways on how you can stop being easily distracted. But before I get into my first point, let me make sure I welcome all those who's watching me for the very first time. My name is Joshua Ezzi, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life. My goal is also to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. After watching this video, you like, man, I like this guy's vibe, make sure you go ahead and subscribe. I would love to serve you as your coach here online. But for those who joining me live, as I do these live streams often, come on in, let me know where you're watching from, what city, what state, all that good stuff. These 10 points, 10 ways will help you stop becoming easily distracted by things that don't deserve um, your attention. But let's get right into my points. I'm going to get them up. Today, we're going to talk about how to not be distracted or how to not be so easily distracted. And I have a lot of points that I want to cover in a short amount of time so that I can be able, um, so that we can all be able to grow when it comes to being focused in such a distracting world. But let's get right into the problem. The problem is this. We are easily getting off track and losing traction. We are easily getting off track and losing traction. We are losing grip of our goals. The problem when it comes to distractions is that we are easily getting off track and losing traction. Basically, what I'm saying is in this day and age, it is becoming easier for us to get off of track, or I should have put track, T-R-A-C-K, and losing traction. Traction, by definition, is grip. Traction is, is being able to gain momentum, the ability to go forward in a direction where there is success. But in our world today, we are losing easily our attention and we're losing traction from pursuing our purpose. It is essential for us to make sure that we have a grip, to make sure that our shoes are shod with the preparation of peace, to make sure that we actually have a grip on life. But unfortunately, many of us are slipping throughout life and we're wondering why we're not gaining any type of direction. But the cause is this. Many of us lack the ability to identify and interpret value, which leads to us developing a poor list of priorities. The cause of this problem of the reason why we are so easily getting off a of track and losing traction or losing grip of our goals is that many of us lack the ability to identify and interpret value, which leads to us developing a poor list of priorities. What is on your list of priorities? What's getting the first fruit of, of your attention? What's getting the first fruit of your time? The issue is many of us lose sight of what's valuable. Many of us are unable to identify and interpret value. And in doing so, we put our priority list out of order. See, when we get our value from God and we know that he is our source and we and he's the one that determines our value, then from that vantage point, we'll be able to prioritize our list accordingly. But unfortunately, many of us are gaining our value from other people, from other things. We are gaining our value from things created or imitate it versus from the creator. See, God created things and everything that God created uh, inherently, I won't say inherently, but it's good. The Bible says all good things come down from the father of lights. So everything God wants us to enjoy in his life is good. But unfortunately, when we put our value in what he created, when we put our value in what was created as far as marriage or relationship or love or success, when we allow our value to be determined by that, we begin to lose value. 
or we find our value in things that are imitated. See, Satan is not does not have the ability to create. He only has the ability to imitate. So some of us are gaining our value from things that were imitated off of what was created. Either way, when we gain or uh, when we allow ourselves to be valued by these uh, 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 things, we lose sight of who we are. Therefore, our distribution of our value becomes out of order because now our value is determined by things that are movable. See, it's important for us as individuals to make sure that we find our value in something or in someone who doesn't move. See, God is immovable. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is essential that we find our root in him, that our roots in the rock, so that when life comes, we won't be easily swayed. But many of us are unable to identify or interpret value because we are identifying ourselves with something that we should, we was never created to identify ourselves with. Let's get back into it. The cause is that many of us lack the ability to identify and interpret value, which leads us, which leads us developing a poor list of priorities. We don't truly understand the value of attention. See, our priority list is essential. When I find my value in God, I then begin to see how valuable I am. And when I begin to realize how valuable I am, I then distribute my value accordingly. Then I begin to prioritize my list, my uh, my list in regards to time and values and etc. But when we lose sight of value, we miss the opportunity um, to really uh, uh, distribute our value the right way. It also says that we don't truly understand the value of attention. Uh, where are you paying your attention? Where are you giving your attention to? We are paying our attention to things that are putting us in detention. See, your attention is valuable. Whatever has your focus flourishes. And sometimes we find ourselves giving all of our attention to things that's not going to return any value back to us. What is the point of giving our attention, our focus, our energy to something that is not going to affect our eternity? See, we got to understand the importance of being eternity minded. We got to understand the importance of seeing things how God sees it and prioritizing our lives accordingly so that when we do pay our attention to things, we can get a return on those investments. Let's get to our next point here. And thank you all so much for, for those who are joining me. Uh, and uh, Thank you so much for that. Make sure you like all that good stuff. Let's go to our next point. Now, well, let's get to some definitions of uh, distractions and et cetera. The definition of a distraction is anything or anyone that takes attention away from something or someone more important. A distraction is anything or anyone that takes attention away from something or someone more important. See, a distraction is anything that we put in the place of something more important. Let's keep going. Anyone or anything that distances you from proper action. Look at the definition of distraction. Dis and action, right? A distraction is anyone or anything that distances you, that separates you from proper action. See, all of us right now are in a position to have proper action. Uh, uh, when we understand that life through the fall was designed for us to be distant from things that are important. Look at the word disease, dis-ease. The issue is the reason why we are in disease 
is because we have allowed ourselves to be distant from ease. It's important for us to have peace. Peace is only found in, in the Prince of Peace, right? Peace is only found in God. And when we lose sight of where peace is and we distance ourselves from who he is and we become uh, discontented with who he is and lose focus of who he is, then disease is inevitable. The same thing is with distraction. Anytime we allow ourselves to be focused on things that are not as important as we deem them important, then we distance ourselves from proper action or we distance ourselves from traction, keeping us from focusing on our goals and progressing accordingly. Let's keep going. Anything or anyone, distraction by definition again, is anything or anyone that takes attention away from something or someone more important. Or another definition is anyone or anything that distances you from proper action. Another form of def a definition of distraction is this, lacking the ability to pay attention. Lacking the ability to pay attention. Some people just lack the ability to pay attention. We live in such a short span society that we are easily caught off guard by design. The Bible says in the last days, people will not be able to endure sound doctrine. In order for us to be sound, we gotta be able to endure. But we live in such a world that everything is quick. TikToks are 50 seconds. Instagrams are 10 seconds. Everything are in, the, in, in, in matters of seconds. Do you know the certain, the important things of life take time to understand it? And if we are so easily distracted, easily moved, and we begin to be conditioned to lack the ability to, to focus, then, then proper things will not flourish. God has a set time and a set duration for things to develop and for things to be solid enough to be enjoyed. You can't just have a quick singleness and expect to have a long marriage. You can't have a quick education and expect to be have a long and great successful season of entrepreneurship. Things take time. And since we lack the ability to pay attention and we're so easily distracted, then what do you think is going to happen when it comes to sound doctrines of eternity, sound doctrines about God, sound doctrines about faith? We will lose our ability to be founded, right? So another definition of distraction is the lacking the ability to pay attention. We have to have the ability to pay attention, to slow our lives down and focus, to slow our lives down and actually pay attention. Another definition of distraction that I found or came up with, I think, is the great intensity or attractiveness of something or someone that is pulling you away from an object or individual that's more important. Another definition of distraction is the great intensity. That This means that when you are in the moment of a distraction, this thing or object has great intensity or is very attractive and it's pulling you away from an object or individual that's more important. And we've all been there when we are in the middle of the pool, when we, when we are in the middle of being drawn, right? But that's when we got to be able to prioritize and know how to uh, um, understand value. But we all been there where we in the midst of the intensity of a thing, where we are in the midst of the attractiveness of a thing. But we have to be sound. We have to be sturdy and not such in a hurry so that we can be the person that we need to be to endure sound doctrine and to endure the, the trials and the temptations of life. Let's keep going. Also, I put the word clutter. When your life is cluttered, it's easy, easier to be distracted. Now, 
Traction by definition is grip and the act of drawing. Distraction. Many of us are being distanced from traction, from gripping our goals and going forward. But traction by definition is grip and the act of drawing. The support or interest needed from something to make progress. See, the enemy is after our progress. For some of us who are saved, the devil can care less about your salvation. He cares about what you do with that salvation. He cares about what you do with that momentum. The enemy doesn't like momentum because when there's momentum, revival is inevitable, right? When I am on fire and I'm on blaze with God, fire is attractive. Fire spreads, right? Fire is attractive, number one, that when there's heat and there's a cold world, people are going to be drawn to the heat. The world is cold. The world is cold. But when we're hot, the Bible says, I prefer for you to be hot or cold. But if you lukewarm, I spew you out of my mouth. Unfortunately, Christianity is coming into the center. We are becoming more lukewarm and we wonder why people are confused about what it means to truly be saved. God is not looking for a lukewarm church. He's looking for people who are hot because he knows the attractiveness of heat. He knows that people will, 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 will gather amongst the heat to stay warm in a cold world. Also, fire spreads. Fire, if it hits one dry place, it'll spread. And one little small kindling of fire can cause a whole forest to be ablaze. And that's what revival is. If I stay hot, if I'm coming in hot, right, then everything else will be ablaze. So the enemy hates the heat. He hates hotness because he knows how attractive it is and he knows how quickly it spreads. So therefore, he doesn't want momentum. I like that question. What about comparison? The comparison is a thief of joy, right? We've heard that. God doesn't want us to compare. The thing about our life is, is that the reason why we compare is because we have been impaired. We don't know our true value and who we are. Therefore, when we know our originality and when we begin to embrace our uniqueness, then we will begin to spark the fire in other people's uniqueness that will spread a unique revival individually and collectively that will that will that will ablaze uh, 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 society. Right. But the enemy doesn't like momentum. So therefore, he throws in our world distractions. We live in such a distantly distracted world. He knows it's very hard for us um, to find our value in God. He knows that I'm going to try to make this road as rigorous as possible. But grace be unto us that we have a God that will not allow us to be tempted beyond our ability. But with every temptation, make a way of escape. In every moment of distraction, there's a way of escape. But we must be deepened in our devotion where we are, when we know, where we begin to understand our value in God. So when we are distracted, we won't lose traction. Let's keep going. Traction by definition is grip and the act of drawing. Do you have a good grip on your goals? Do you have a good grip on your life? Does God, have you allowed God to be, have a good grip on you, right? It's also the support or interest needed from something to make progress. I always want to progress. God is not looking for perfection, family. He's looking for progression. God is not looking for perfection. He already sent the perfect one, his son, Jesus, the perfect one. Now we have this spirit in us that enables us to progress and, 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 and fulfill our purpose. Let's keep going. Let me know in the comments if y'all getting something from this. Please let me know what you're getting or any questions you may have. Let's keep going. Now let's get to the uh, 10 ways on how we can stop being so easily distracted. 
10 ways on how we can stop being so easily distracted. For those who are new to me, you know I do everything by acronyms. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I spelled the word distracted. Sometimes I do acronyms, sometimes do points with all the same letters, etc. But today we're going to be talking about how to stop being so easily distracted. Point number one, we must develop our relationship with God and determine our why. Let me say, speak this to you. Develop your relationship with God and determine your why. How to stop being easily distracted? Number one, you must develop your relationship with God. You cannot rest on how your relationship with God was yesterday. One thing that I learned about marriage, one thing I can tell you about marriage, it's a daily investment. I can't rest on my love for my wife a year ago. I can't rest in the beauty of my wife when we was at the altar at our wedding. I have to continuously make investments. I have to continuously see the, the beauty of her. I cannot be distracted. I have to develop that relationship or I will lose that relationship. And the issue is we, we, we get so focused on a moment of, of joy or a moment of excitement that we lose sight of the daily disciplines required for a, for a relationship to develop. That's right. Yes, it is a daily investment, Vanita says. It's a daily investment. Every day we must invest in our relationship with God, right? And put this fan on, get a little warm. We must daily invest. Daily, we must develop our relationship with God daily and determine our why. The more we develop our relationship with God, the more our why becomes a little bit more specific. I have also here, find your value in him and prioritize your life accordingly. In order for us to stop being so easily distracted, we got to daily uh, invest in our relationship with God and grow it. See, I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about praise. We were talking about, um, I was talking to my students in school and, and I told them that our praise and our worship and our discipline and devotion to God does not affect God at all. It's, it affects us. God doesn't need our worship. We need worship. God doesn't need our praise. We need praise, Right. See, God is self-sufficient. One of his attributes, he is self-sufficient. He doesn't need us. Thank God he doesn't. Because if he needed us, then his plan would not be fulfilled. If he needed us, it would lead to perversion. God doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. He wants us. Want is, is greater than need. Because need means that I can't do this without you, right? So God wants us. And the thing about worship and praise and reading our Bibles and being disciplined and, 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 and embracing what Christ did for us, it benefits us. So when I worship, it's not like God needs it. Our relationship with God is, is, is more beneficial to us. And when we allow that to become a benefit, then we actually become legit and we won't lose traction, Right. So number one, we must develop our relationship with God and determine our why in him. When God placed this burden on me when I was 19 at Oral Roberts University, when he placed that burden on me for people, I found my why because I found my who. When I found out who God was, I found out my why. And I'm I, and I and I pursue and I'm pursuing it daily. Let's keep going for time's sake. I how to develop how to stop being so easily distracted. We must investigate the root reason of why we don't pay attention to what's more important. In order for you to stop being so distracted, I want to say we because I don't want to act like that, that I'm better. We must investigate the root reason of why we don't pay attention to what's more important. We got to investigate. 
Is it because we're insecure? Is it because we feel inadequate? The root reason to a lot of things that we do is in fear. That's why I love the scripture that says, um, and the perfect love of God casts away all fear, right? When I, when I allow God's love to be perfected in me, when I embrace God's love and God's love is there and it's perfecting me, I'm not afraid. But the issue is many of us have insecurities. Many of us feel inadequate. Many of us feel uh, ill-equipped for whatever it is that God is equipping us for, right? And we don't even know the reason. And like I said, a lot of times the reason why we are not successful is because we try to treat the symptoms of a thing versus the source of a thing. What is the root reason, the source reason to why you are easily distracted? Is it because you're insecure? Is it because you don't love yourself? What is it? But you must investigate the root reason, not the revealed reason, but the root reason to why you don't pay attention to what's more important. Because right now, there is always the best thing for us to do. Oh, take your time on this one. Investigate. Okay, yeah, we got to investigate because the reason why we are not uh, um, in the season where we need to be is because of the gates that's keeping us from progressing. We have to investigate the gatekeepers. We got to investigate the gates of our heart. We got to get into our heart and say, what are those gates that are locked in me that's keeping me from being who I need to be to have what was destined for me to have? What are the gatekeepers? What are those root demons? What are those root influences? What are those root wounds that's keeping me from walking through the gate that's going to have me walk into my purpose? We have to find the root issue. What is the root reason of why you, you are easily distracted? The issue is for many of us, we are insecure. Many of us, we feel inadequate. Many of us, we lost our identity. We don't even know who we are. But when we know who we are in Christ, man, everything comes to the light. Next point, S, distracted. How to stop being so easy distracted? S, have someone who expects something from you. How to stop being easy distracted? Surround yourself with someone or somebody or bodies who expects something from you. Listen, listen, y'all expect something from me. That's what keeps me from being distracted. No, let me let me scale all the way back. God expects something from me. There's a gift inside of me. He's placing me. He's expecting a return on that. You heard the parable of talents? He's expecting a return on your gift. So you got to surround yourself with this capital one. <laughs> Is that capital one? That's a uh, that's a business. You got to surround yourself with the capital one, the capital O one, right? So you got to surround yourself with him because then you will be like, he expects something from me. He's looking for a return on the gifts that he's placed on me. And God's not looking for no excuses. He said, I'm the one to determine your value. I'm the one that determines your worth, right? I'm the one that gives you identity. So don't, don't you, when we, when we face God in judgment, we ain't going to be able to have no excuse. Well, God, the reason why I buried my talents was because, or the reason why I didn't do this was because God is expecting something out of you. He doesn't need anything from you, but he's expecting something from you. And when we know who we are in him and we have our purpose and value established in him, then when we go forward, then we can give God a return on his investment, Right. Also, I, I God, my wife expects something from me. So what keeps my what keeps me invested in my marriage is that my wife expects something from me. You know who also expects something from me? My children's children expect something from me. Who are the unborns that expect something from you? What are the people around you that expect something from you? You have to surround yourself with people who expect something from you. What's going to make me keep going in my marriage? My wife expects something from me. What's going to keep me being eternity minded and focused? God expects something from me. What about your children's children? 
The Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. If you're not thinking about your children's children, then how are you going to make great decisions now? The reason why I can't be distracted, I don't got time for my grandkids being affected due to my defects, due to me not working on me. I hate to think, like my mom would say. Next point. Uh, D-I-S-T. Wean yourself off of technology and simplify your life. How to stop being so distracted? We instead of technology, technology is giving us a false sense of humanity. It's keeping us from being human. We have to wean ourselves off technology. Technology is becoming a, a big distraction. You got to be so disciplined in your life where you know how to uh, uh, wean yourself off of what is trying to use us. Right. So the issue is many of us are so consumed by this. We are so attached by this. We are so devalued by this that it's hard for us to wean off of it. But notifications come every day. It's, it's crazy how we are quick to go to notifications here. But what about the notifications the Holy Spirit sending on the screen of your heart? Saying, have you noticed this about you? Have you noticed this about your wife, your husband? Have you noticed this about your children? The Holy Spirit is sending notifications every day, but we don't read those notifications, right? We love to read notifications off our phones, and we wonder why we, we are not where we need to be, and we're not present at home. What are those notifications that God is sending up on the screen of your life? You see what I'm saying? So we have to wean off of this so that we can see what's in us. And that's right. Monica says, she says, deleted my Facebook, Instagram accounts too. Yeah. Some of us, we just got to delete <clears throat> so we can complete. We have to delete so we can complete. If you begin to notice that it's becoming a distraction and you know that it's affecting you, delete it. Your purpose is worth more than these apps. Your purpose is worth more than these phones. And anything that's depleting you, you got to delete it. You see what I'm saying? So that you can complete your purpose. Let's keep going. I or R, how to stop being so easily distracted. R, get rid of unnecessary noises and voices. Get rid of unnecessary noises and voices. Get rid of them. Unnecessary. When you become like Mary, <clears throat> remember the story of Mary and Martha? Martha was in the kitchen, I believe, cooking fried chicken. Well, they didn't really have chicken over there in the Middle East like that. She was cooking fish. She was cooking fried fish, hush puppies. Martha was in the kitchen cooking some fried fish for Jesus and them, some hush puppies. Uh, she had some fries. Um, she, she, maybe she had a little broil. I don't know what she was doing, but she was she was just cooking some things for, 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 for the disciples and Jesus and whatnot. She started making noise in the kitchen. She was getting frustrated because she was like, yo, why am I? The, the grease is hot. Why, Mary, come on now. I need your help. And she was getting frustrated because Mary was over there in front of Jesus like this. Now, the issue is, is that culturally, Martha was right. Martha was right. Culturally, <clears throat> she was right. The women were supposed to be in the kitchen. Culturally, women were not supposed to be in, in at the feet of a teacher. Jesus was countercultural. So Martha was over there, grease popping her hand, getting frustrated. So she rushes into the living room. Hold up. Y'all not about to disrespect me in my house. This is Martha was saying. Y'all ain't about to disrespect me in my house. Jesus, what was going on? Aren't you a teacher? Don't you know what's going on? Why you got my sister? Tell Mary. Come on, Jesus. I know. Tell Mary to come help me in this kitchen. I want to make sure this fish come out good. My hush puppies. I let them burnt the first batch. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, 
you are burdened or worried by many things. But he said, one thing is necessary. And Mary chose that. See, what Mary was wanting, to, what Martha was wanting to supply was food because portion food. I want to have my portion of food so I can have energy. <clears throat> so Martha was trying to feed versus being fed. Mary, Jesus said, she said, what Mary's getting right now won't leave her. What you cooking in the kitchen, Martha, what you cooking in the kitchen right now, and I eat that, it's going to go in my stomach and out my system by the end of the day. But what I'm giving Mary will never leave her. And the issue is we are so distracted in feeding versus being dis disciplined in being fed. We have to learn how to be fed by God so we will never lose energy, so that we'll never lose hope. But if we get distracted in ministry and feeding and, and getting into our social media feeds. That's why they call it social media feed. What are you feeding on as you swipe? That's what's getting you uh, social, emotional, psychological nourishment or the lack thereof. So we got to be like Mary and say, I'm going to sit at Jesus' feet and be fed. Feed me, God, because what you feed me will never leave. But when we get so distracted in feeding and we get so distracted with, with all these unnecessary things, then we'll lose how it was necessary. And that's being at Jesus' feet. That's what's necessary. So how to stop being so distracted? You got to get rid of unnecessary noises. Turn your phone off. Charge your phone in another room. Don't put a Bible in between your phone. Don't because what happened to me was I, I what what helps me is not reaching over my Bible to get my phone. I have a 10-foot cord, charging cord. So I throw my phone 10 feet away. So you gotta make sure that you don't reach for something because you hear noises and you gotta remove unnecessary voices. Who are these people that's distracting you? Talking in your ear. If they don't match what your purpose is then you got to re release the latch. If they don't match, uh, release the latch. Let's keep going. Next point. <clears throat> Hope y'all let me know what y'all getting from this. I want to make sure y'all learning something. Next, uh, D-I-S-T-R-A. Know the difference between what's available and what's acceptable. How to stop being so distracted? Know the difference between what's available and what's acceptable. Not everything that's, not everything that's permissible is beneficial. Just because it's available to do doesn't mean it's acceptable to do. That's discipline. We can't be so um, deep in our emotions that we do things that's not acceptable. A lot of things is permissible. A lot of things in this world we can do. It's lawful and permissible, but it's not beneficial. Only the Holy Spirit will let you know what's beneficial. That's why we got to fellowship with him. But we got to know the difference between what's available. Just because it's available to do. Don't mean it's acceptable to do. I tell students all the time, the TV is available. YouTube is available. These things necessarily in of itself are not always bad. They become bad when they come before. They become bad when they be, when they come before something more important, right? So watching YouTube videos is not bad. Listening to music is not bad. Going outside is not bad. Going to the gym is not bad. But if it comes before something more important, it becomes bad. Just because it's available to do doesn't mean it's acceptable to do. We have to grow up and become more disciplined with our time management. And knowing that we spell uh, time, L-I-F-E, how you spend your time is how you spend your life. So in order for us to stop being so distracted, we got to know the difference between what's available and what's acceptable. With the help of the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> we are able to know what's acceptable to do always. And that's important. 
Uh, see how to stop being so distracted. We have to care. We have to care. We've lost our care. We've lost our care. We got to care about ourselves. We have to care about what God cares about. And we got to know how to cast our cares. We, to stop being so distracted, we got to care enough to cast our cares. I got to care enough about my life. I can't just be coasting. And this is an issue with a lot of people. They're so caught up in depression. The reason why a lot of people are depressed because they're too easily impressed. When you're too easily impressed by things, then when they press in on you and then you realize that that, that thing can't sustain you, now you're depressed because what you've been impressed by is pushing you down versus the being in awe of God, keeping you up to where, where God is. It's hard to be impressed by man when you are in awe of God. We've lost our awe. We, we've lost our awe. We lost our our our. Uh, 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 um, amazement of God. And what happened now we become impressed by this. Oh, I want this way of life. I want this. I want that. And then we attach our lives to that. And that thing presses us down to a depressed state. And then now we've lost our way, but we have to learn how to care, care for ourselves, care for others, et cetera, et cetera. We have to learn how to care. Next point T. Um, we'll talk about depression later on this week for sure. Uh, take time to assess and examine the return on the investments where you pay the most attention. Take time to assess and examine the return. Listen, your attention is currency. You got to watch where you pay your attention to because it's currency. You will reap a return on where you pay attention to. Whatever has your focus becomes fruitful. Whatever has your focus flourishes. So we got to pay attention to what we paying attention to because we will get a return on an investment. Right. So we got to take time to assess. Am I paying my attention properly? Do I have proper attention management? I got to take time to assess w what return would I get from this investment where I'm paying my attention? Think about it. <clears throat> so why am I going to stop writing books when I get a return on that? Why am I going to stop pursuing my purpose when I get a return on that? Not only do I get a return, my children's children get a return on those investments. Right now, I have 13 or 14 revenue streams. Are all those streams full of water? Not yet, but the river, the, the banks are ready to receive the water. And so what happens when God begins to rain on me and things begin to grow, then all my ships increase as the waves increase, right? So when you focus on paying attention to things that are going to return uh, on, on that investment, then in 10 years, you will be living at a higher place and all your streams are budding and flooding with water and you're successful. But you got to look at the return on where you pay your attention, fam. Me too. <clears throat> That's right. Take your time. E, you have to establish your desired outcomes and scale backwards and stay eternity minded. That should put it. It should have been first. Establish your desire. What is the desired outcomes of your life? What do you want from your life? <clears throat> what do you want from it? Establish your desired outcomes. I desire these outcomes of my life and then scale backwards, right? What do you want from your children's children? What kind of life do you want your grandchildren to live? What kind of life do you want to live at 45, 55, 65? Right now at 35, I'm doing stuff with my 45-year-old self in mind. When I was 25, I made this commitment. I said, Josh, think about the 35-year-old you. I do things in your increments. I do stuff to help him. What I'm talking about, my 45-year-old self. So when I get 45, which is still young, that's a certain type of life I want. I'm giving myself 10 years to get there. 
Have you thought about the, the, the 45 year old you, the 55 year old you, the 65 year old you, young people, the 25 year old you? If, if Jesus tarries and you're alive, you're going to live at 25, 35, 45, 55, 65, 75. You will live those. And either you're going to live those years with rejoicement, rejoicing or regret. And you got to stay eternally minded. <clears throat> what helps me to stay not distracted? I don't got the earth on my mind. I got eternity in my mind. See, I'm a pilgrim. See, I'm unplugged from this world. I got merch too available on my website on imunplugged.com. And there's a lot of great resources I have there as well. Books, card games, t-shirts, all that good stuff at imunplugged.com. But I stay unplugged from this world. One of the first brands, I created this over 12, 13 years ago, right? I stay unplugged. I'm not plugged into this world. I got a shirt called Pilgrim. I'm a pilgrim passing through. You see what I'm saying? Like, like we got to we gotta live unplugged from this world and stay eternity minded and stay focused on what God wants us to focus on. And that's what keep you from being distracted. This ain't your home. Hey, you, this ain't your home. The, a wise person invests in where they're going to be forever, not where you're going to be temporarily. Last point so I can get up out of here. How to stop being so distracted? Design your environments for success. Huh? Is that the... Design, my bad. I, I bold the wrong one. Design. Design your environment for success. It's hard to be focused in a cluttered in a cluttered life. You got to design your life for success. Your home environment, your mental environment, your emotional environment, your spiritual environments, your 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 social environments. Are they designed for success? Are your friends going towards success? Right? Is your mind thinking on things that are above, etc.? So quickly to recap, in order for us to not be so easily distracted, we must, number one, hold on, let me get my points. Hold on. Number one, we must develop, you must develop your relationship with God to determine your why. I, you got to investigate the root reason, the root reason of why you don't pay attention to what's more important. Uh, S, you have to have someone you who expects something from you. T, you have to win yourself off of technology to simplify your life. R, you have to get rid of unnecessary noises and voices. Uh, uh, A, you have to uh, know the difference between what's available and what's acceptable. C, you got to care. T, you got to take time to assess and examine the return on the investments where you pay the most attention. E, you got to establish your desired outcomes and scale backwards and stay eternity minded. And D, you must design your environments for success. I pray this video was a blessing to you. I pray you got a lot out of it. If you did, make sure you check out my website, IamUnplugged.com, for more resources and tools. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel or my Facebook page <clears throat> or my podcast where you will be able to continue to get coaching resources like these. Also, make sure you check out my For Doers Only Patreon. If you are a doer, you got purpose and you need help and you need coaching and you want one-on-one -on -one or group coaching with me, uh, no matter what price you are able to do, check that link below. And there's different price brackets. If you like you, I want a little bit more personal one-on-one -on -one coaching with Coach Josh. I want to be able to get a little bit more uh, um, close to his coaching. Make sure you go to my Patreon now. Go to patreon.com, type in Joshua Ezzy. Links are below. Um, what else? Uh, books, card games, all that good stuff. Thank you all. Y'all are one of the most generous communities I've known. Thank y'all so much for helping me do what I do. You guys helped me with the students at my school, helped them with the entrepreneurial endeavors, helped them prepare. Also, you helped me create content like this. So however you feel free, uh, I just want to first say thank you for your generosity. Uh, and I love y'all and I appreciate you all for y'all's continued support, whether it's through a like, comment, share, etc. Um, But I think that's it.
Uh, anything else? Patreon website, IamUnplugged.com. Make sure I put that there for those who might have joined late. IamUnplugged.com. Books like The Purpose of Singleness available. Books like Dating Prep that I wrote. If you have soul ties or strongholds, this book right here is good. The Purpose of Freedom. And my latest book that just came out, uh, Counterfeit or Counterpart, great resource to help you discern um, the things uh, uh, in your life, all that good stuff. So I'll see y'all next time. Y'all be blessed. Peace.